This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Freeman, and you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project. All right, welcome back. In this video, we are going to be talking about the five superfoods that every single diet must include. And uh, this is not a very vegan-friendly podcast, so apologies to anyone who's vegan, vegetarian, but uh, it's going to—it's not superfoods as you know it traditionally. So it's actually our rating of superfoods, and we've considered a lot more things in here than just nutrients. Uh, so let's dive straight into it. So really, I think we should talk about the categories here, Raf, of what we what we define as a superfood. What's so funny? Let's think about what most people say superfoods are. The well, opposite of what's on this list. Well, most people think of a superfood as like something that's like super nutrient dense, yes. right? So you hear like acai berries or blueberries, always berries, right? It's always like berries. Some like always kale, kale is a superfood or whatever. But in fact, I actually think that that's just propaganda. Those foods are great, but these foods actually sustain much more life and longevity and vitality per calorie than those other foods. And what I like about them, we'll get into the categories, is it makes sense for most people mm. as well. Like going out and eating a lot of kale and blueberries is like, it's good, but like most people, it doesn't make sense for most yeah. people every day to eat those foods. I mean, the, pl- the price of blueberries right now is like $8 or something. $9 yeah, it's a punnet. Like it's absurd. It's stupid. It's absurd. And like they're hard. Yeah. Anyway, so. It's never going to make up like a large portion of your eating, right? It's never, it's never going to. So uh, the five superfoods that we got here today uh, fall into basically, like I've rated them on different uh, categories. The first category I've got is access. Now access is important because access means who can uh, eat these foods and how conveniently can you get access to these foods? Are they at restaurants? Right? Are there expensive versions? Are there cheap versions? Are there like lots of variations for them? Because you know, some people they they like blueberries, but uh, maybe they they don't like them in the raw form. I only like blueberries in a shake. Okay, well, there's like two forms to access blueberries, and like kale, you can kind of eat it raw or sautéed. Maybe you can put it in a shake, but if you take like some of the foods we've got today. Exactly. Disgusting. Some of the foods we got today, there's so many ways to eat it, which is good, right? You can enjoy the nutrients from these foods and all the other benefits. And it suits so many different taste profiles. Taste is another one as well. The good thing about these foods is there are so many different kind of uh, flavors and cooking styles and variations so that it can suit everyone's palate because the downside of a super, uh, you know, a kale superfood is that not everyone likes to taste the kale, right? Mm. Often these superfoods don't taste very good. You know, acai berries, not everyone loves acai berries. Blueberries, same thing. So actually enjoying those foods I think is a big part of eating them for longevity because it's if if you're eating something you don't really enjoy, you're just not going to eat it for very long. That's just the truth. So I think spending uh, or having a lot of time with these foods uh, and eating them a lot over your lifetime is like really what makes them a superfood. Mm. It's like it's something I put in my my um, my food all the time, and uh, digestion I think is a big one as well. Uh, not everyone agrees with kale not everyone agrees with well i mean blueberries is, is pretty good if that that's an mm. example but there are other superfoods out there weird berries and tropical fruits and um all kinds of vegetables that yeah don't digest necessarily that well with people and i will include i know this obviously this is like uh not exactly vegetarian or vegan friendly these options some of them are um they 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 digest really well so mm. like even if you have an ethical standpoint where you're like i don't eat you know animal foods or animal products it doesn't take away from the fact that if you did have them, they would digest well. Obviously, there's always outliers to this, but as general percentage, the majority of people around the earth, if you fed them these foods, they would digest them well. Yeah, very few people have intolerances to the foods. Correct. And what's good about them is that they're you can get them all year round. 
Yes. So there's no yes. like seasonality here. Like, hey, these are just superfoods for life. Access. Yep, exactly. And what's good about them is like when you travel to different countries, it's like you can't necessarily go to India and like get heaps of kale and blueberries. Like it's mm. not really part of their cuisine, right? But some of these foods, you can get access to them everywhere. Or as we'll go into, you can actually transport them around quite effectively more than other foods. Uh, and then the last one, of course, is like what most superfoods get categorized, which is nutrients. Uh, these foods, most people don't really look at them, except maybe the last one as like nutrient-rich foods, but like pound for pound, calorie for calorie, these are like some of the most nutrient-rich foods. Like they are, they have so much good stuff. They just ne- it just never gets talked about because they're so common, but it's worth reiterating the point. I think with superfoods, people go after like, oh, there's like this special like mineral or there's like this amazing high levels of vitamin A in this food and that's why you should eat it because we all hate it mm. and we don't have access to it. So, you've got to like go seek out this special food from this expensive supermarket and it doesn't actually taste good and that's why you should eat it because it's got heaps of vitamin A and it's like unique in how much vitamin A it has. Some of these foods, they smash those foods yeah. like, with, with that sort of stuff. And I find you know a lot of the misunderstanding they come from because they talk about in some of those superfoods like kale, how many, how much nutrients compared to per calorie. Right. So they'll be like, oh, this is like insanely high nutrients per calorie. Right. But it doesn't really matter. Right. No. You get way more nutrients in some of the foods I'm mentioning. And yeah, it's got a lot more calories. So maybe per calorie, it's not as much nutrients, but you know, you're not trying to eat as few calories in a day as possible. So when you actually practically get into your life, yeah, there's way more of the good nutrients in these foods and you get your calories at the same time. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so first food on the list, salmon. Uh, the reason I've got salmon on there and maybe not other fish is because I think access really comes into it. Salmon's like one of the most popular fish, if not the most popular fish you can get. I think there's probably an issue here with like farming and, and salmon farming and stuff, which like varies the quality of the of the salmon. But still, even a really bad farm fish salmon is still a really good high quality piece of food compared to like, I don't know, some some other fish that are out there that are just a bit more plain and not as nutrient dense and i think really the the benefit you get from salmon and what i love about it you only really need it once a week yeah most of the research is looking at to get all the benefits is you get the omega-3s the omega-6s uh those fatty acids they're so good for your brain so good for your heart so good for your, your lipids your blood so uh it's one of the best foods on earth that so many people have access to uh so many different ways to cook it right there's you know grilled salmon there's uh you know salmon in a can there's like you can go to restaurants get like the raw salmon japanese style like there's so many variations of salmon that i think i don't really know many people that that don't ab- absolutely just love a variation of salmon yeah there's one in there for everyone and there's not many other good options for getting your omega-3s in a week mm. there's stacks of it in there it's a really high fat fish so you actually don't most people wouldn't want to eat it every meal because you'd be way over on your fats but it's just a food that you can have even infrequently. It's not every day. And you're ticking off one of the most important health markers, which is your omega-3 to omega-6 fat ratio. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's quite unique. Yeah, it is really good. So the second food on the list that we've got here is steak, right? Or beef, whatever you want to call it. Uh, there's so Obviously, this one has some of the most variations, right? From dried dried beef jerky um, all the way up to, you know, really nice restaurant-grade steak you got, you know, beef tartare, raw beef. You've got, uh, I don't know, how many uh, mints and... There's also just um, so many cuts of the animal. Yeah, that's what it's I mean. Totally yeah. different. Yeah, and there's so many different ways to cook it as well, right? High fat, lean, whatever your goals are. Exactly, yeah. And I think, I don't really know anyone that's ever had a problem eating steak, right? Mm-hmm. No one's no one's gone, oh, every time I eat steak, like I just get the runs. Or every time I eat steak, I get indigestion. Like maybe if you eat too much steak, like any food, you get the meat sweats. Yeah, you or, or you haven't eaten meat for years because you're a vegetarian. Yeah. Typically, though, it's like on an elimination diet, you can 
no one's ever adds back in the steak. Yeah. Like that was causing my issues. Yeah. So uh, again, just one of those foods. And I think obviously way up there on the taste profile, like so many people love a good steak. And I think it, it goes across so many cultures. It's like really easy to travel and find beef somewhere, right? If you know beef's an important part of your diet, it's so nutrient rich. Uh, obviously so many B vitamins in there as well. It's so good for iron. Uh, it's one of these unique foods that I think has really been a part mm. of uh, human evolution, having cattle, you know, obviously having the the high calorie density in the food as well, being able to cook it really easy to cook, like doesn't need much preparation, right? You just kind of take it straight out. It's one of those foods you can leave it out all day and it can sit at room temperature and it's fine. So it's like really hard for it to go off. So it's actually a very diverse uh, food. And it's, I think it is obviously on the more expensive side. There are obviously cheaper cuts as well. I do understand the Man, it's cheap and it's expensive. What? Yeah, but I mean, at, at, at a starting point though, it is, it's still like an, yeah. an expensive food. You can't really get away with anything less than sort of $12, $15 for a piece of steak. But, you know, um, it's worth it, right? Mm. It's, a, it's a great great piece of food. And you eat it and you feel full. You feel satiated. You feel like you got a really good amount of nutrients because you did because it is uh, a fantastic food. So steak, beef, any variation of that is fantastic. Obviously, yeah, all cultures love burgers and stuff. Yep. It's in there as well. So uh, yeah, anytime you start cutting out like steak regularly, red meat from your diet, I think you start to notice dips in performance and, and optimization. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing that. I, you cut back, definitely cut back. But um, you know, I'm having steak or beef, I'd say probably at least once, once every two days. Once a day. Yeah, and this attacks, you know, iron can be one of the, the most common deficiencies and yeah. one, of the, one of the best ways to get it. And I think what's great is that you don't need to add anything to steak. Yes. So it's just pretty much have that. You might want to add salt, done. It's right? maybe put it between two pieces of bread with yeah. some, some lettuce. You can't and but you also don't have to. Don't like, have it's to. actually really nice by itself. It is. Right? So you're not getting all the extra like unhealthy foods that in some things you're like, oh, yeah, I like to have this, but I have to add nine things to actually get it down my throat. Yeah. I think we'll be eating some good steak on Friday, the, the locker room team dinner. Uh, so third food we've got here is eggs. Uh, now for this particular one, I, I've got like chicken eggs in my head, but I can appreciate there are also like quail eggs. Um, I don't know how many other variations of eggs there are, but I'm sure there's a few other birds that people eat eggs of. But obviously chicken eggs is the main one. Duck eggs, I think yeah. would probably be another one. Uh, but like eggs, we know so much nutrients inside of the eggs, right? So uh, really good for your eye health, really good for skin and hair. So many different things from a nutrient perspective and an access probably on this list, I would say probably the most accessible mm. food, right? I don't know a single culture that doesn't have some variation of an egg in it, whether they're like cooking it in curries, they're mixing it in with like cakes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> eggs in a cake form, probably not the best way to eat eggs, but you know, you take my point. Eggs <laughs> pretty common food to get, food. right? And you also, no matter how bad you are cooking, you can cook them. You yes. can cook them by accident. You break it on the on your car on a hot day and it'll <laughs> cook. Yeah, and you cook it. Yeah, for sure. You have it raw if you're Arnie, if you want to mix it in your shake. I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, but so many nutrients, uh, obviously super high protein, uh, high in, in good fats for the body. And yeah, like just wherever you go, generally going to be able to find some dish with eggs. It's like pretty simple, pretty plain. Uh, I don't know many people that don't. I think... Uh, of all these foods, I think eggs probably has the highest variance and like, I really hate this style mm. of eggs, but I love this style of eggs. Like how many people do you know hate boiled eggs, but they love fried eggs yeah. or they hate fried eggs, but they love scrambled eggs, right? So, so many different ways to do it and cut it up. Um, but I think it's a, it's a really di diverse food and because it is a liquid, it does mix in so many different ingredients, right? So like it's in lots of different sauces and creams and... And what a beautiful food that allow nature allows you to separate the fats. And the protein. That's, that is true. They're so like, oh, whites. you know, I'm going over my macros. Dude, nature's got you covered. Yeah, Take out the fats. Perfect. That is true. Guess how many eggs Jay Cutler was up to eating in his prime <sighs> per day? Jay Cutler in his prime. Mr. In his Olympi prime. Mr. Olympia, I want to say 2000 and... 
12 to I don't know if this 16, is healthy, but it's, it's how many we do. Um, I want to say two cartons, so 24. 30. <laughs> 30 eggs a day, every day. Savage. That is savage. That's savage. Well, I mean, he's Mr. Olympia, right? So that's yeah. what it takes. 210 eggs a week. That's what it takes. Um, so yeah, eggs, really important part of the diet. Uh, definitely one that I think would... Uh, be beneficial if you increase the frequency more mm. um, than say the steak and the salmon those are on the on the, the lesser end to get the nutrients that you need but eggs I think you would be consuming more often uh, and really affordable uh, fourth food that we've got here now uh, some people will be like well that's not a food that's a supplement and this and that and I, I, I want to say yes but I'm going to say no in this particular case because it's our fucking video uh, so whey protein is I think one of the best foods out there most of the nutrition coaches most of the dietitians that I've spoken to um, that are really switched on that we've spoken to on the podcast they consider whey protein a food as well obviously it's a very modern food right and it requires a lot of processing and technology um, compared to these other foods which are just you know straight from the earth uh, straight as nature intended but uh, whey protein I think is, a, is an essential food because it really is it's just dairy right it's just mm. processed dairy it was cheese and it was an off cut from cheese and then they just processed it and cut it down and filtered it and there's obviously different variations in filtering but when you want to talk about access this is definitely a superfood right it can go with you anywhere all day so it can go in different temperatures obviously in the powder form because uh, it's dry different temperatures different climates you can travel with it Obviously, basically any flavor that you want as well. That's what's good these days is you can also sweeten it and make it taste like a dessert without making it unhealthy. Yes. Yeah. You can, yeah, you can natural sweeteners. Tastes amazing. A little bit of honey. Fantastic. Yeah. It pretty much fits perfectly. And obviously all the vegan options as well. It fits pretty much perfectly into any diet. I mean, really it should say protein powder. I've got whey in there because it's what most people use. But any sort of vegan mix, any powder as well, any, any, any protein source that's powdered. It's just fantastic. And obviously, it, it misses from a nutrient perspective. It's obviously way lower. Yeah. But it just makes up so much on the access, uh, on the taste, on the digestion. That Because it's ticking all those boxes, yeah, you're going to sacrifice a little bit of nutrients. But most people need more protein in their diet. And this is just such an easy way to do it. Who can't put a scoop of dry powder in a shaker, take it with them, and just when they get a break in the day, mix it with some water and drink it? Like, it's just... It just fills so many mm. nutritional holes, especially with how fast-paced Western lifestyle is and work and training and you know family and everything you've got stacked on top of it. It just fits in really nicely to kind of assist in our protein targets throughout the day. And if you think where most people that get into fitness like us and then they you know they get less obsessed with it and they want to fit into their lifestyle, most settle on a nutritional format that's something like, oh, you know, I make sure I always hit my protein targets number one and then I just like backfill carbs and fat for the rest yeah. of my calories, right? That's like usually where they end up to stay at a good physique but the first thing they said was hit my protein target mm. and this is basically the food why i would consider a superfood is it it's the easiest option to help you hit that target every day yeah absolutely and then the fifth food that we've got here it's going to round it out another supplement but i think it's a staple for everyone and i think even <laughs> another more- <laughs> thing that's not a food <laughs> Uh, so even more of a uh, i guess more of a stretch and even a more modern food than whey protein is greens superfoods or or greens powder superfoods Um, and that is because nowadays it's very difficult to sit down and have time especially if you live in heavily urbanized metropolitan areas like fast-paced lifestyle long hours at work Uh, it's hard to get sit down and eat enough greens Uh, but these these particular supplements have been getting better and better and better over time you've got some amazing companies out there at the moment and they're creating products that not only taste good digest good but they have like super high nutrient profiles right they've even got targeted nutrients specific that goes okay we know that the majority of people from research in these particular countries or these western countries uh, are lacking these particular nutrients whatever it might be vitamin d iron 
uh, B12, for example, and they go zinc. Let's let's ramp up these particular ones and let's put it in with digestive enzymes and let's mix it in with you know this artificial fiber so it, it binds better. So there's so much technology and thought that goes into it. Obviously, it's never going to be a substitute for eating vegetables, but I'm going to put my hand up and say the first one. I haven't eaten all my vegetables, my five servings of vegetables every day for the last 10 years. It's difficult. And so this can really, it's like your insurance, right? It's just covers a lot of the bases, still eat your vegetables when you can. But I think this is really doing a good job to kind of help backfill the nutrients that you miss. And nutrient deficiencies take months, if not years to show themselves. And when they do rear their ugly heads, it is bad. It is bad. You can get very sick. So you won't know for a long time that you're deficient until it's too late. So doing something like this, like I said, it's your insurance that, hey, I'm making sure that my nutrients are like topped up and that I'm not going to get any health scares in the future. Yeah, and I think that this, I think people's expectations can go off with greens powder. Like it's not a supplement you take and you just feel way better on the day. Right. Just like you said, right? Some of the deficiencies have taken months to that to get you into that spot it takes you a while to get out of those spots yeah. as well right and it's just it's just not that type of supplement it's not a supplement that you feel way way better on the day it's adding in the things that you're missing day to day on your diet yeah. and that over time it's going to compound and, and help you feel better in the long run yeah but it's not a magical supplement on the day you feel way better yeah um but exactly what you said just because you can have this anytime anywhere and it's all done within the first 30 seconds of your day so no matter what goes wrong in the day you did pretty good it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So there it is. You've got the five superfoods that we feel like every single diet must include. If we gave you value here, maybe we reinforce some stuff to you and you're like, ah, oh, you know what? It is actually really good that I do eat these foods. I was thinking about cutting them out or like, oh, maybe I'll bring that food back in more often or maybe I'll go pick up a greens powder or, or, or invest more in my whey protein, pay more attention to it. If we gave you any value like that, all we want from you guys is a comment. We'd love a comment. Let us know uh, if you think we could do better. If you think there's a food that we should have included, let us know. And then if you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button, uh, hit the like button as well. Hit the bell so you don't miss any new videos and we'll speak to you all in the next video.